From SD Times, I'm Jacob Lukwitz, and this is What the Dev, the podcast where we talk about the latest and biggest topics of software and technology. Today, we're going to be talking about how to keep up productivity at work when you're a developer. With me today, I have Sean Bryman, who is a developer at Softion for two years. Softion is a company in Stony Brook, Long Island that produces software for back-end processing for health insurance companies. Good to have you here, Sean. Hey, good to be here, Jacob. So, can you tell me a little bit about what you do for, for Softion? Yeah, so um, as a back-end developer, I handle a lot of the processing of data um, from where we get them from CMS. Uh, a lot of stuff goes behind the scenes that you don't really see when you sign up for insurance during like open enrollment. Uh, so, uh, we take that data and I'm responsible for handling it, transforming it into what uh, you know the government needs to see and understand to actually get someone enrolled. Mm-hmm. And since we're talking about productivity today, uh, you know, developing, sitting there for eight hours, looking at your uh, at Microsoft Visual, Visual Studio, right? Yep, that's, that's what you it. look at. Best idea ever. Time. Yep. <laughs> so that's that's the plug, right, from Microsoft. You're also yeah, a plug yeah. from Microsoft, essentially, right? Yeah. So uh, would you say it's easy to get distracted at work? What do you do to keep yourself from being distracted? Uh, I can say it probably it does get easy to get distracted, but more of... The distractions are more just other issues they have to deal with. So it could be like you're working on one thing and then the distraction is, oh, hey, someone has something else that you need to look at and maybe help them with. Um, so it is pretty easy, actually, I would say, to get sidetracked and because it doesn't matter at the end of the day if you're getting sidetracked by one thing or another. Um, so, you know, getting sidetracked is a, is a problem and it does happen. Um, a lot of times what you have to learn to do is actually just learn how to say no. Uh, like, no, I'm actually working on something already. Like Without being fired. That is right. yeah, that's, yeah, you have to put in reason, obviously. Uh, certain people you can't say no to, but uh, for the most part, you can. They're supposed to be a product owner, and they're the ones who are supposed to filter out requests to their team. So as a developer on, under a product, the product owner is responsible for kind of blocking the extra traffic and distractions that come my way mm-hmm. and saying, hey, he's working on this issue. When he's done, you know, we'll see about what we can do for the next issue. But other than that... Uh, yeah, I don't think I get too distracted um, other than that. I mean, sure, maybe the occasional look at your cell phone, like everyone has those uh, those moments. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think there are too many distractions. But I will say you, you can you can get distracted. You're on a computer all day. You know, it's natural to kind of maybe open up a tab, you know, maybe maybe want to look up some memes or something. You know, uh, <laughs> we actually use That's a, a never ending uh, spiral there. Oh, yeah. We actually we have a chat service that we use, uh, Microsoft Teams. Um, we used to use Skype for business, but Microsoft Teams is pretty cool because you can use GIFs and stuff. It's great. It's built in. You can just post in your GIFs, and we have, like, a whole chat with most of the devs, and it's pretty fun. Uh, I will say, that's actually maybe the biggest distraction. I probably spend about 20% of my day on just talking Talking to others. Yeah, but yeah. they're helpful, though. We usually go through. Sometimes we'll post about an issue, and other people know it, and, like, we'll kind of work things out together and, like, be able to kind of solve things a little bit quicker mm. so well what are some of the the tasks that come to mind that you tend to push off more than others I'd say. uh i'd say usually things that lack requirements are usually the things that i push off because mm. uh, a lot of times uh you know clients want things and they don't really know what they want they just say they want things and you know you have to you know if there's something that they don't really tell you what they really need for it you kind of push it off because you don't really want to work on it because it's something where you're going to have questions and someone maybe has an answer. Maybe they don't. Who knows? Uh, but, I, you know, I try not to avoid things because when you avoid them, you know, you get you don't get good at it. So if you start doing them, you get better. Mm. 
So walk me through a typical day, let's say. What what will you tackle first and how do you how are you gonna divvy up, you know, co complex processes? Uh okay, so like I guess a typical day of, to get started there would be um, we get in, uh, I have about oh, an hour or so to myself to be able to maybe look through any things that, like, any testing fails that failed the previous night for code updates that we made, um, and then kind of just catch up with email or whatnot, usually in the morning, and then we have our, uh, it's called a morning scrum, uh, we have, like, it's our morning meeting where we, uh, get together as the product and we say, okay, what are you guys working on today, what are our priorities, what do we need to do? So, that's, that's usually the, the morning, and then, and then once you know what you need to do, you have about another hour or two and then to, to work on those issues before you go to lunch. Um, and then after you get back, then it's usually firefighting for the rest of the day. Uh, mm -hmm. I say firefighting because quite literally, <laughs> usually you have to put out fires, um, you know, like uh, big problems is what we call fires uh, at, at, company, at this company. So uh, things pop up and the, the, we try to keep the afternoons to being proactive, trying to set things up better for the next day. So that way it's, you don't have to, it's like a little bit easier to deal with. And then, you know, we really should be, proactive all the time but again there are things you can't handle that are just how the business works nothing's perfect right right and so now there's so many of these automation tools with just normal developer and especially IT processes right yeah so do you find yourself using some digital tools to help you with your coding maybe like to fix code on the fly are there any specific tools that you use so there there are a few things so I mean I will say there are some plugins that work in Visual Studio really well that help you uh, like see um, issues, maybe syntactical errors. Um, it's called Roslinator. Um, it's a pretty useful plugin. Um, I use it all the time. I love it. It's actually kind of taught me to be a little bit better of a programmer because it puts like an underline under the code that it thinks can be better or optimized or maybe is just not right. Um, and then it gives you suggestions on how to make it better. And it tells you, hey, you could you know do it like this. And so now I've, it's kind of started to become more instinct to Instead of just, you know, doing it bad and then it telling me to fix it, I end up mostly now just putting it right the first time. So it actually kind of helps self-correct you a little bit along the way. Mm -hmm. um, other tools that we use, um, our company has a static analysis tool um, called Parasoft. So this is um, static analysis, if you don't know, is something where it scans your code and looks for uh, bugs in there or like just general security flaws, things that are like not good that you should probably fix, you know, for the future, um, or even right now, uh, some issues are bad, but when we ran the, when we run it, it's never bad. We're, we're starting from a clean slate. So anytime you do see a problem, it is a problem. So you want to, you know, fix those. Um, we have them run automatically, uh, after, uh, every build. So when we push our product, we say, okay, I made an update, submit it it'll run everything and make sure that you didn't just break some stuff. Like you didn't just introduce a security flaw or some other terrible, crazy bug. Um, mm. Sometimes they come through anyway. You can't prevent it all, but right. you can do your best. Do you ever find yourself uh, working off the computer? Is pen and paper still a thing for any of, of the things that you do? Uh, I will say Home pen classes. and paper is still useful. It, it's, uh, I wouldn't say I write really much code on it per se, but it is helpful for like workflow diagrams and kind of just knowing what the process is supposed to kind of look like. It's just helpful. Like you just write it down like on a piece of paper. You kind of like just shot a few things. Sometimes I'll write down like a like a little bit of a table, like trying to like see if I make sure I got everything. Or it's all you know, just a it's like scratch work. You still you still do have scratch work, just like math problems. You know, kind of write on the side. You have like some scratch work for what you're trying to do. Um, 
you s I would still say I use pen and paper at times. Uh, not that much. We actually have, um, I have like a, they gave us some whiteboards. It's like a small little clipboard that hmm. you can write on with a marker. And I, I have some stuff written on there. I also take notes for things that like maybe I need a follow up on or someone said, oh, head developers like, oh, maybe you should clean this up and do it this way. And I'm like, oh, good note. And then I put it down and then I'll go back and I'll do it. Um, yeah, I think I have a couple of to do's on there right now. Hmm. Yeah, I think I saw uh, in one office there was just like this big glass kind of writing board. I think hmm. that's the coolest thing that kind of like divides up the room and you can write on both sides. That's cool. So, yeah, that is yeah. cool. I think there's a, a technique called can jam where uh, it's a it's a product technique where you put stickers like uh, notes on the board of the things, the features that you want, the enhancements that you want to make. And uh, you work as a team, you'll sit down and you'll see your whole can jam board, things that you can do. Uh, and then you'll jam it out and you'll You'll, you'll, you'll talk with your team, you'll, you'll come to an understanding of what things you need to get done and what can be done, and then so you'll move the stickers over, you know, until like, in progress, and then you move the stickers over from progress to complete it, so it's like a physical way of tracking things. We do have, uh, we do use Azure DevOps, though, for, and uh, TFS, formerly known as TFS, uh, to track a lot of our bugs and features and work items, that's the primary, primarily, uh, the software that we use for that, but... Mm -hmm. Very, very awesome. Uh, we love it. We we use so many things. We have it, like pretty much integrated with our product at this point. So it'd be devastating if they took it away from us. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Um, and segueing off of that, do you uh, find that the environment for which you work, the very collaborative environment, kind of pushes the productivity forward? Uh, I, I would agree. I, I would say you do have to be careful. Uh, I would say that you, it can be very easy when you are so collaborative to just start having side conversations with people you're friends with. And again, that's not wrong. As At the end of the day, as long as you get your work done, that's what matters. I think productivity isn't something you're going to have like 100% throughout the whole day. You're going to have peaks of it where you're at 120 and then times where you're at like 10. You know, like it. that's how productivity works. You can't be super focused all the time. Um, but you can minimize distractions and stuff. But, but by talking to your coworkers, a lot of times it enhances productivity. I think a lot of times being collaborative and especially with developers, I don't know with, I can't really go into product managers and stuff, but I will say with developers, it's great knowing that you can ask someone an issue that they may have already seen before. And instead of you spinning your wheels for two hours, three hours trying to fix it on your own, which is a good practice to do, it does help you learn how to, you know, be better and how to tackle issues, troubleshoot them the next time. But if you, someone shows you how to do it, now you kind of already, now you can learn that without spending those two to three hours wasting your wheels just going over and over again. Right. So Rebuilding the wheel each time. Exactly. Like yeah. Reinventing the wheel. The wheel. That's right. it. That's right, the right. phrase they use. Yep. <laughs> Come yeah. across that at least once yeah. a day in, <laughs> in oh, tech yeah. writing. Do you have any like suggestions for what could work better? I mean, knowing that you worked for two years, uh, you know, what, what could streamline the process even further? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have ideas. Uh, one time I actually had a notebook of ideas, and then one of my my uh, former boss at the time, she had then saw my notebook and proceeded to make work items for every single one of them, and I was like, what would have been nice That's if what? you told me first, because I didn't flesh them out fully yet, but uh, but it was cool. I think the idea was there is that she just she was trying to say, hey, just don't don't keep them to yourself. Share them with others. Like, let's make this a thing. Let's try to, you know, integrate this into our product. Um and make it a reality, and you're not going to get it by leaving it in your notebook. Right, right. It's yeah. kind of get, like getting caught in class, writing yeah. it down, so can you share it with the class? Right? Yeah, except usually those are doodles and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> things that you're goofing off with. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, I came across a couple different techniques. One was called the uh, Pomodoro technique, which kind of reminds me of of uh, certain training at the gym, high intensity interval mm. training, where you go high really, training? Yeah. yeah, yeah, where you go really quickly. You know, put all of your focus in for like four four minutes or no twenty seconds, and then rest for ten seconds right. like that. But with work, obviously, you're gonna have to do more than. 20 second bursts right Right, you'll expand that ratio just a little bit exactly yeah. so yeah. in the case of the pomodoro technique it expands to work really productively for 25 minutes and then rest for five minutes but you got to make sure you leave the desk yes and that's when you get everything you know clearly not working at that time then you go through four cycles of that and then you could take a longer break like 20 30 minutes you right to be very secretive about it yeah so i think that's a that's pretty solid and i think that kind of lines up with what ends up happening uh one of our ceo actually says all the time he's like get up from your desk don't don't just sit there all the time like go talk to people because you can message people online you don't need to actually get up to talk to someone via technology you can just type in a message send something over to them slide into their dms at work but uh you can it's better to go over and usually engage them in real conversation because a lot of times you'll get the answers you need without the unnecessary back and forth you can have that one conversation with them right there right now and get it done and figure it out um, and in terms of, um, doing these high interval, uh, you know, intensity trainings, uh, where you, you know, sit down and you focus really hard for a period of time. That's actually, I think what ends up happening is I, you know, you, you, you sit down, you, you start, you're like, all right, I'm ready. Let's go. We're going to do this. Sit down. You start, you do your, your 25 minutes or so. I think it ends up being a little like 30, 35 minutes or so. And then what ends up happening is you either a hit a roadblock, B need some clarification, C have a meeting. Um, any of those things can pop up and usually you'll, uh, at least for me, I know I get up a good amount during the day cause I also kind of hate being in my seat all the time. I really want to get a standing desk just as a side note. Absolutely. Yeah. I've that's, they're really great. I, right. and I sometimes actually even stand up awkwardly. I kind of just stand up at my desk and I'm like hunched over doing stuff, but like, just, I want to stand up, you know, uh. but, uh, <laughs> back to the, uh, interval stuff. So I think, you know, and then you end up do walking around and talking to people and be like, okay. And then you go back to your desk, you're like, all right, back to work again. And then you kind of dive back in, you do your, your session, and then you, you do your rest period again. So um, mm -hmm. I think that ends up happening a lot of times. I Now that you've mentioned this technique to me, though, and I didn't know it before, I'll probably actually start paying more conscious attention to how, how much I spend, how much time I spend getting up. Um, I think I've actually, actually been trying it myself. Yeah. Getting up to the podcast. Yeah. And I could say it works. Yeah. It works well. Much better. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it is how you get things done, right? Like it's, you can't focus for too long. People burn out attention, I'd say, pretty quickly nowadays. We live in an age with cell phones and everything, every possible distraction you could have at, at your fingertips, right? Like, you, you could watch YouTube videos any second, right? You can do whatever you want. Go on Netflix, whatever, right? Um, so that that being said, you know, you're gonna, you have to focus. There, You have to, if you want to get anything done in your life, you want to be productive, you gotta, you gotta focus. So, Having those high focus sessions, I think, really also helps you in the sense that you're you're forcing your brain to 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 do something for a, a good period of time. And I think even maybe pushing some of those, if you can even try changing it, maybe saying instead of thirty minutes, maybe try seeing if you could do forty minutes without you know getting up for a break. But I do think that break is necessary. I think you can't really go longer than an hour. Otherwise, well, you you start trading that productivity for for time and like you know headspace, right? You you, when you stay working for too long, I think you clog up your head kind of with stuff and that walking, I think, or just walking away, talking to someone, something completely different, 
I think really helps refresh and honestly, like all like the the hardest of issues I think get solved in like the shower. Like <laughs> sounds funny, but when you are working on something for so long, you're coming up trying to come up with a solution and you can't think of it right. It doesn't pay to just keep sitting there and thinking about it and beating your head into the wall. It helps to just get up, go do something else. In my example, take a shower. In that just shower, clean body, cleanse. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> clean body, clean mind, right? But you, when you take that shower, you, you know, when you stop thinking about it for a second, your brain works in the background. Your subconscious is tackling it, and you're allowing yourself to like breathe, which your brain, I think, really needs, and it helps. Like you, I've I've come up with. I was in the shower the other day. I had. I was like working on something for a while and I literally came up with a code solution while I'm in the shower, like four hours after work at home, you know, all to myself and it just popped in my head. It just came to me. Yeah. yeah. Do you find yourself singing code in the shower? Ah, oh, singing code. Yeah. Yeah. Four loops are great for that, man. Like it's just recursive so you can keep singing it over and over again. Right. All right. Really bad. Death joke. <laughs> you sure don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. This is what the dev. Absolutely. So what do you think in general, what are the expectations for how much a developer should be working in a day? I mean, you get hired, you get set with this eight hour work shift. What are the expectations of using up all that time? Right. So I, I think a realistic expectation is like, honestly, not even half of that time you're going to be fully productive. Not even because uh, you, you really can't be productive eight hours a day. Yes. Henry Ford came up with, you know, this is the ideal work scenario, nine to five, eight hour work day. Um, but I think it's, times have changed. Uh, I think things are different now. I actually work a 9 to 6 work day, but that's because we get a full hour lunch break, um, which is actually pretty nice. I, I do kind of dislike getting out at 6, but having that one hour in the middle of the day fully to myself is very nice. I can It lets me relax. It does give me that separation from work that actually helps you be more productive, you know, right? So um, I think the expectation there is that you can't, you can't focus too much on being productive all the time. What you do focus on more is, all right, how am I going to solve this issue? Just what can I do right now? Yeah, the eight-hour productivity uh, expectation isn't there. They, they don't, companies don't expect you to be productive at eight hours. Right? They're, of course, going to try to eke as much value out of you as possible. They're going to try to, you know, roll you out, you know, ring you out as much as possible. But your job also is to prevent yourself from being ringed out. Because if you're ringed out, then you have, you're going to provide less and less value over time, right? So you want to prevent that burnout, and that's something you personally have to be responsible for because the business is going to push you. They're going to push you as far as they can, and not in a bad way. That's kind of the job of the company, right? The company is trying to push value out of people, but your job as you know yourself is to prevent yourself from being burned out. And so um, eight-hour productivity is going to lead to burnout. You're going to burn out really quick. You're not going to be able to really be useful outside of that. So being productive maybe three or four hours a day is kind of close, more closely aligned. I think, you know, there's a time frame. I think usually after lunch, there's this nice like two to five window like or so that you can kind of really sit down and dig through things and get things done. Um, and, and that's, I think, more of the expectation is. And at the end of the day, um, so we have uh, different methodology. Every company has different methodology. Um, we care about every two weeks we have a sprint. So when we make updates throughout these two weeks, after two weeks, they get pushed into production. That's what we care about in terms of getting it done. So maybe Monday I slack a little bit. Maybe Monday I get really distracted or I'm really trying to brainstorm on how to solve something. Uh, I don't really know the answer yet. So maybe I didn't get much code written or whatever, but I built up a lot of headspace and head knowledge on it. 
then maybe by Wednesday, I finally write the thing and it's done and I got it. Uh, maybe I'm testing it on Thursday, writing documentation. So by the time that's done, then you're, you're like, okay, um, I finished the thing. So you didn't have to be productive all the way through. All you had, you had to just maintain the, the visible goals. Like you want feedback, right? You want to have, you want to have measurable feedback. You don't, you want to be like, all right, I did phase one, done. Did phase two, done. Did phase three, done. Waiting on phase four. You know, like if you have these like met milestone markers, it kind of helps you break down. And I, I think it's pretty helpful because now you get to say, I accomplished something. I did do something. I didn't just sit there at my computer, be useless, you know, just thinking about stuff because it's not useless. You, you're going to think about stuff, especially as a developer. You have to brainstorm a lot of times. You, you don't just write code perfect and just put it out, you know, like you have to think about the problem, try to come up, not just is this the, the way to do it? Is this the best way? Is this the right way? There's so many other questions that you need to ask yourself. Yeah. Well, I think we covered a lot of ground. Definitely. And thanks thanks for coming on our show, Sean. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. And that's our episode of What the Dev. Stay tuned for our next show. And in the time being, stay productive.